Hi everyone, welcome to Stay Hungry Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about changing your thinking to keep yourself motivated. Bloody hell, Andy. I'll tell you what, we've had some serious topics lately. I must stop nodding away, keep forgetting we're being filmed again now. Yeah, yeah, I don't like to say. Just don't want to be like a bloke like, on the side of the dance floor just tapping his foot. First rule of Podcast Club, don't bring a piece of paper to Podcast Club. It'll rustle. Well, we need notes because everyone keeps saying to us, bloody hell, you go off topic a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, the guys are suggesting topics now, which is cool. Um, I'll get comfortable. And they want us to talk today, so obviously it's important to them. And if it's important to them, chances are it's important to other people in business. What do they want to talk about? Changing your thinking. So thinking about your self-talk, what your narrative is in your head, how you view things, what your routine is, how you, what books you're reading, what you're listening to, how you, you are. I don't know. No idea they were so deep. Yeah, I don't know who's come up with this. Okay. Probably Fergus. I know he's listening, that's why I said that. I was going to say Evie. He's trying not to laugh yeah, out loud. Ferg- well, not Fergus, Evie. <laughs> so, I mean, I get this. I've had, to, I've had to do a tremendous amount of work on this, particularly as a business owner. I'm changing my thinking. Okay. So expand. Okay. For our, for our, for our three listeners. Yeah, I mean, how deep do I want to go is, is what's cracking through my head now. So... Um, I don't want, I certainly would never say any of this because I want sympathy, but there are people out here, out there that this would help. I have a tendency to always see the negative before the positive. So, um, I don't know if I'm early to a meeting, fucking hell, you've wasted some time. You're five minutes early. Or if I'm late to a meeting, fucking hell, you dickhead. You're late to the meeting. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's uh, I don't think you'll be late to a meeting. And if I'm, oh, well, I've never been late to a meeting. But just <laughs> an example. <laughs> I thought you'd be like, right, sat in the car thinking, brilliant, I can do some reading for five minutes now. Which would be the positive way to look at it. Or I can prepare for the meeting. I can have a little sip of water, dab myself down with a handkerchief because I'm a sweaty bastard. All these things. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. And and certainly, and you'll back this, things I did to shield that negativity, I use sarcasm, dry humour, I no. Take, no. The, take the piss out of other people, or... Uh, oh, banter, yes. Yeah. Bants. Or, you know, I perhaps give off a confidence that's not necessarily true. Like most confident people, I think. Or most people who you think are confident. Yes. When the reality is... If you want to be truly motivated, you need to make sure that the way you're talking to yourself is kind, the way that you're looking after yourself is kind. So, easy example, I pretty much naturally wake up at half past five. Old Joel. Lazy. Would (laughs) browse his phone, read a load of shit, wait for my wife to wake up, have a cup of coffee together, get on with our day. New Joel. I get out of bed, I go take the dog for a walk. I listen to a podcast on that walk, so I've got 45 minutes of learning something. I come home, I do 10 minutes breathing exercises, and then I have a cold shower. And it puts me in the right mindset for the day. Well, the heating bill's a lot cheaper now, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then I go to the gym, or I go on a bike ride, and then I go to work. The contrast is absolutely huge. And my output at work 
is better than it's ever been. Did you read the 5M Club, you know? It's a really easy read. And how, how it's it's laid out like a story rather than just an instruction at yeah. five o'clock. It's it's just a really interesting story. I've just read his other book and really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's so, really cool. Robin Sharma, for anyone that doesn't... So books you read, Robin Sharma's a good one. Podcasts to listen to, his podcast. Guess what? They're all three minutes and they're really good. His insights are amazing and he's working with presidential candidates, world-class athletes, people where it really matters. But you've done a lot of work on this too, in particularly the last 18 months, in terms of physical fitness to help mental fitness. Well, well, my dad always used to say, one of those phrases that maybe lots of mums and dads say to their kids when they're growing up, that's, oh, you're wasting your life just lying in bed till like 11 o'clock. Um, but I love it. I can go out, walk the dogs, come back, go run, go bike ride, come back, and my wife's just about stirring with the iPad sat up in bed. And I think that's probably what my competitors are doing as well. I've walked the dogs, done some good thinking. Sent me about five emails. Exercised. And I'm ahead of them by like three hours. Not that, you know, it doesn't matter. I suppose it doesn't really matter whether it's 5 a.m. Whatever works for you. Some people work best in the evening. I work best in the morning. But I do like to start the day thinking I've got one up on, on, on most of my competitors. Yeah. So, so re- I'm reading James Smith's Not a Diet book. So I've read his second book first, uh, reading his first book, Not a Diet book. And he says that in the UK, the people on average, they get up, their alarm is set for 7.35. Really? Uh, so it's like, bloody hell. So I'm, I'm up between so half four and five. So it's like, I'm two and a half. Now, obviously, I go to bed early. So generally, lights off at 10. So I still get seven hours kip, and that's, that's fine. But it's like, I'm two and a, could be two and a half hours ahead of a lot of people. And, well, the, the, the podcast we recorded previously about mindset, that puts me in a really good frame of mind for the day. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, in the I don't how like, people are grumpy you are by the end of the day. But. No, lunchtime, really. <laughs> Definitely hungry by lunchtime after oh, that running. Yeah. Intermittent fasting or, or, or what most people call skipping breakfast. Yeah, oh, I've been told to do that again now. There's quite a lot of science behind it, so it makes sense. But, hard though but then that, so that's, that's life Joel yeah uh, so from a marketing standpoint it's about preparation so if it was an ad campaign it's about not trying to build an ad campaign without thinking about what you're doing if you start your day is I've just got up to a cup of coffee and driven straight to the office and got into it that is not a good start to your day that's not a solid start to your day Changing your thinking, changing your motivations, changing your mindset around your approach sets the foundations for the day, sets the foundations for your next marketing campaign, sets the foundations for your next meeting. And it's, well, I mean, it's been great for me on a personal level. And I mean, I annoy my friends talking about it, to be honest. But something else on this list, I'll tell you what, the team have gone deep. They've gone deep. Mindset shifts so that you can achieve your goals. Definitely, Evie. <laughs> this is one we've been going through a lot recently about imposter syndrome. And it's it's an ongoing, uh, an, an ongoing challenge. It's sometimes all it takes is one little thing to make you question yourself. Or, um, but then, to be honest, depending on who you hang around with, you should also always be reminded that oh shit, well they don't know this or they don't know that. So so yeah, I'm I'm okay. It's because imposter syndrome, I think, is is rife. Um, 
and, and I think most people are surprised by how little confidence some people who look and appear to be super successful are, or super confident, you know. And, you know, I've met some super successful business owners. And you talk to them, it's like, shit, they, they, they have days where they, they feel like they're being a bit of an imposter, or they don't know as much as they should. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying because someone else is struggling, that should make you feel better, but to realise you're not alone in that kind of challenge. And if you know, well, listen, I do know my shit. And every day I am doing more learning. So no, I won't know it all. And that's fine. And if there's something else you need to know about, but you haven't got the time or there's other things that take priorities, you have a member of your team that knows it. So to be able to say as a business owner, no, Mr. or Mrs. Potential new customer. I, I don't know anything about Google ads, but Bob in the team, he knows Google ad backwards. Yeah. So we got you covered. Don't even worry about it. And that, that's something else I struggle with. Cause if, if, if there's something I don't know about in marketing, and I start to learn about it, I'll want to know everything about it. So if you said to me, right, Andy, we've, we've got a new I know, student bar and as a client, and we're going to start doing TikTok for them. I cannot start delving into TikTok because I will need to know everything about TikTok, how it works, the algorithm, TikTok ads, everything. So it's like, no, no, someone else in the team, they, they've got that TikTok responsibility. But luckily we've, you know, we've already got people in the team who are TikTok experts. That's great. Um, but, you need to know what aspects of your business and life you should focus on. Yeah. And one of those is, is mindset. And if you need a mindset shift, that's a pretty high priority compared to knowing what TikTok's all about. Yeah, leadership is about listening and delegation. It's not about needing to know how to do everything. Delegating, letting go. Letting go is hard for most business owners because you're naturally a control freak. Be. I think when anyone gets promoted in, in a business... And, and they've got to delegate work. The previously that, they know they were good at. Yeah, yeah. Like, they'll find it hard letting go. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the biggest mindset, mindset, it's hard saying it. mindset shift for me is self-belief. Uh, I mean, our mentor, when we started to write our book, rightly or wrongly, and certainly my wife laughed at me for this, but I understood why I'd been told to do it, told us to write on the wall in big letters, I am an Amazon bestseller before we'd even started. And I did it. And we've had house viewings. So there's people walking into my home office and it says, I am an Amazon bestseller on the wall on big paper. I'm a strong, confident woman. And uh, my wife was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what, what, what are you playing at? Like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If I can't make myself believe that I'm capable of that, it's never going to happen. And I, I, funnily enough, I used to be able to do this with sports when I was at school. So I did judo and football at a decent level when I was a kid. And all my coaches used to say, you need to visualize yourself winning. You need to visualize yourself scoring a goal or it isn't going to happen. But for whatever reason, when you become an adult, using your imagination isn't, mm. isn't something that's encouraged. Daydreaming certainly isn't encouraged. And actually, it's a very powerful mindset skill to be able to say, one day I'm going to be able to look at Amazon on the bestsellers list. My name will be at the top. Um, one of my current ones is there's a conference I want to speak at in three years' time. And one day I'll be on the main stage talking at that conference. And that one I've not got there with yet. I don't believe it. <laughs> but, and, and the book one took me a long time to get there with. And then family members used to start to doubt me and they started to say things like, I mean, come on, you might release a book, but 
Who do you think you are? Don't get above your station. <laughs> yeah. Or like, where you come from. Are you setting yourself up for a fall? That's a clever, that's a smart negative thing people say to you. Are you setting yourself up for a fall? You know, pride comes before a fall. Hang on, sod off. I haven't got there yet. Oh, too much pressure, Joel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't put yourself under too much pressure. So I know when I'm not under pressure is when problems arise. And uh, actually, when you get yourself into that mindset of, no, I can do this and I'm going to do it and sod what everyone else thinks. I'm going to do it anyway. Pressure and stress, that's another good podcast topic. The difference. Because I think yeah. well-meaning people, they talk about, oh, that's ancestral. Oh, don't, don't cause yourself undue stress. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, when I get inside my head, that's when stress occurs, not when I'm trying to achieve something. And that mindset shift of, actually, I do deserve a nice office. I can become an Amazon bestseller. We can employ multiple people and have different tiers in our business. Was it took a lot of work, but the impact is phenomenal. It still does. It's it's. It's what Sig said about. So that's about learning, like like bathing. You know, do it every day, every day, almost like any three minutes I have. If I'm not with, if I'm not work with the kids. It's learning something, something, yeah. just something. Whether. Usually a book for me, but whether it's YouTube, but then YouTube will just obviously start throwing all this other shit at you and you end up I love watching, a movie trailer. watching a <laughs> Rick Rude versus Rick Flair from 1992 or something. What did I watch recently? Boiler Room Brawl. <laughs> it's on the free WWE. Oh, I saw a brilliant six-man tag. It was uh, Rick Flair, Arn Anderson. Oh, Rick Flair, Arn Anderson. I think beautiful Bobby Eaton. Against the Steiner brothers and Sting. Oh, awesome. Just, and must be about 1991. All six people you've mentioned there could really wrestle. They were proper pro- wrestlers. Proper. And I think seen, seen all of them live. Have you? You've seen Ric Flair? Yeah. Um, I've seen Ric Flair, but not the one you've seen. Ric Flair, I saw NEC 94, I think. In the glory days. Hulk Hogan, Sting, you've seen Ric Hogan Flair. as well. Ravishing Guru is always my favourite. Um, I saw him, uh, Vader. Yeah. Took my brother, just amazing. Amazing. That, that, that's, yeah. But yeah, Ric Flair then, early 90s. Awesome. But yeah, so if I started to watch like a motivational video or something about mindset on YouTube, that's a danger in watching Ric Flair. Um, so reading still is my favourite medium of learning. But again, you, you probably won't have found someone more sceptical than me when it comes to mindset I find you really hard work when we first met on that like because you'd obviously know me now and you know the struggles I've had but when we first met I was like god this guy's relentless and like doesn't he realize people have got problems (laughs) where you know our relationships come a long way from the from then I, I, I still struggle now with empathy um one of my daughters struggles with empathy the other one's the world's most empathetic person um, it, 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 I, I struggle between empathy and people you just want to say oh for fuck's sake pull yourself together <clears throat> and, and I, I've had to work really hard on, god it sounds really pretty self indulgent but yeah my mindset is just it is important to when, when you realise that because now and I, I'm talking a lot about guys here guys when I started in business or was younger very rarely bled on the outside. Yeah. Um, 
and, and I'm sure that lots of women that bleed on the outside as well. Um, but now a lot of men are a lot more vocal about the struggles they've had, about the importance of mindset, about the importance of learning, s- imposter syndrome, self-doubt, all this stuff. And you're like, shit, okay, right, well, I'll stop being such a cock about it and, 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 and acknowledge there probably is stuff I could do to learn about this um, and to empathise more, to empathise more about a client's problem. Um, and yeah, that's, that's still a massive skill in marketing. Because, you know, um, there are certain subjects and mental health is one of them because I don't understand it and I'm trying my best to, to learn more about it. Same, same like with Black Lives Matter. You know, I think a lot of people assume because, you know, I'm mixed race that, I'll know everything about it. But the fact of the matter is... You mean you're not white, (laughs) but you don't know all the answers to racism? Whitish. And it's hard when, you know, when... I suppose hard hard to empathise with someone who... who, uh, Here's an example, a a real-life story. You you were there, I think. When someone was um, feeling sorry for themselves because their surname was a little bit funny and people used to laugh at them at school. Whereas there were many times in my childhood I'd get called Packy and people would want to fight me or, or, or basically beat me up because of the colour of my skin. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I really don't give a shit that your surname is slightly amusing and some people might make a joke about it. But I've got to do my best to think, okay, in your head... That was a major problem. So I need to empathise or do my best to empathise with how you felt yeah. at the time. So I've been talking about this with, with some people close to me about there's people who have outside-in thinking and there's people who have inside-out thinking. So the common misconception is if you're an inside-out thinker, you're selfish. But actually, if you don't look after yourself mm. first, you can't look after anyone. And you'll meet a lot of people who do charity work. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. My wife does loads of charity work. She's a fantastic human being, much better, nice person than me. But I've always said that. There's a lot of people that do charity work. There's a lot of people who um, help the homeless or um, talk a lot about mental health who haven't got their shit in order. They've got a lot of problems and the way they're trying to heal their own problems is by helping others when actually they can't truly help others until they help themselves put your own oxygen mask on first before helping the passenger next to you yeah because otherwise you'll both die it's it's the crux of it and you're one of the best examples of someone I've met who's very good at inside out thinking that you're you're not selfish but you make sure you've got your own shit in order before telling other people what to do. There are members of my family who think I'm totally selfish because I'm ruthless about my time with my wife, my children, and my business. Yeah. And some people, and not just family, some friends as well, who think that's wrong. So my friend wants to catch up. This will make you laugh. My friend down south, my friend down south wants to catch up, and I've sent him a link to my diary. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Who do you think you are? He said, oh, you've got all big time now, haven't you, you prick? (laughs) And I said, no, I just can't guarantee I'm going to be available tonight. Uh, Oh, your life's ruled by your diary, Andrew. Well, that's how I get shit done, Mum. Yeah, and I I really want to catch up with him. He's a lovely guy. 
but he's flaky and will just ring me on the off chance. And unless I'm in the car and able to answer the call and chat, it ain't going to happen. So here's a link to my diary. Let's have an hour. We'll catch up properly. And he's well put out by it. But I just couldn't see another way to do it. And it's some, not- some, some business acquaintances are. They want to speak to us about joint ventures or maybe become like a client or maybe they want to you know, pick our brains. I was like, hey, happy to help. Here's a link to my diary, which means we'll get 20 minutes uninterrupted. We just talk to each other. And most people get that, but there are some business people who are like, oh, right, well, if I can't talk to you, I'm not going to waste my time trying to call you and you're on the bloody toilet. So you, I leave a voicemail, then you try to call me back. I'm in the toilet. And we just spend the whole day missing each other and just getting wound up. I don't understand the di- and Maybe that, again, that's my problem. I'm not empathising with their situation. But it, shit needs to get done. I've got stuff to do to look after the people who are important in my life, which, again, is my wife, my children, and you and Hannah, and, and the, the crew, yeah, in, yeah. In, 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 in that order. And hard decisions need to be made, which, which is, a, is a massive mindset, mindset shift for you where you and me have both spent a long time at other people's beck and call. Yeah. We would drop everything to help anyone. Yeah. What does that do, but what does that do for your own self-esteem? What's the reality that messes you up? And you, a lot of people who genuinely need help got, got missed out because we're trying to help everyone else. Yeah. And a lot of the people, they, they needed less help than we did. And you, and, and you end up not caring about yourself. You gain weight or you start mm-hmm. to feel lethargic or things get missed. Your business suffers. And that's not okay because mm-hmm. you're taking yourself away from the people that really care about you. I, I, you. Every business owner in the land has a long list of people who want to peck their heads. Everyone. Oh, could, I, I mean, my car's being coated at the moment. Whilst I was there chatting to the guy, you must have got about five phone calls about the best way people can wash their car. I was like, fucking hell, mate. Do, you, do all your mates ring you about that? It's like, oh yeah, all the time. Oh, what's 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 the best thing to put on my alloys? What's the best thing to do on on my bonnet? What's the best Ooh, thing yeah. to put on my glass? And it's like, what, what? He was like, well, yeah, I'm changing. Funny enough, he's changing to be a plasterer. This guy. I was like, how's that going for you? He's like, well, now everyone wants their ceiling skimming. I was like, what? Well, pay it? Oh no, they're all my mate. Oh, no. Just like, well, what about your wife? What about your kid? He's like, well, I don't finish till ten o'clock most nights. I'm like, Wow. I'm like, come on, mate. Uh, yeah, and I had a good chat with him, actually, and, and he's like, well, I'm becoming a plasterer because plasterers tend to finish between half three and four o'clock every day and go pick my kid up from school and have an evening with her. Oh, that's good enough for me. I was like, it was the detailing business not really, like, lucrative for you then? He's like, oh, no, I'd, I'd make more money from this than I will from plastering, but it's priorities. My mindset's in the wrong place. I'm, I want to spend time with my child. I'm never going to employ people, so... Wow. And I was like, fair play. Uh, you've got a lot of respect for someone that can make a decision like that. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard saying no to money, saying no to people. Saying, you know, I was talking to you about that one of the charities I signed up to, and within days of signing up to the monthly DD, my God, I got battered on the phone, like literally laying a guilt chip on me for not paying more because of all the shit that's going on in the world. And it's like, bloody, I can't... You can't give to everyone. If you say yes to everyone, you'll, you'll end up fucked. Saying no. And we've done a podcast about this, certainly done a video about it, about how, what an important word no is. 
Because so many people, especially in Britain, we don't like saying it. We don't like saying no thank you and putting the phone down. I mean, when my dad started losing his marbles, it, it got to the point where we couldn't let him answer the phone because he just got scammed, some salesperson on the phone to him. And all you need to do, Dad, no thank you, put the phone down. He couldn't do it because he's just literally the world's politest man. He said, you've got to do that. It, it's, it's, it's not rude. You say, no thank you, put the phone down. Yeah, yeah. People don't like doing that. And that's why you know, one of the telesales jobs I had, there were only two rules. You only pitch the decision maker. And if one of the shop managers walking around um, heard you speaking to a secretary or whatever it might be, I mean, they'd sack you. Yeah. So do that. Um, and you get them to say yes or hang up on you. And, and, and that was it. And I was like, on my first day, you know, knew everything, obviously. Uh, first day, I was like, oh, that's not going to fucking work, is it? They're just going to they're just, they're just, just say no, put the phone. No, they wouldn't. I'd just be on the phone to people. And it's like, please just say no. Please just put the phone down on me. No. Just end up with this massive conversation. It's like, wow, saying no is is massively empowering. Yeah, yeah. Not to everything and everyone, obviously, but to know when to say it properly. Yeah. And, you know, speaking to... that job, fucking (laughs) nuts. Speaking to business owners, you really do have to learn to say no. Even marketing perspective, you've got to learn to say no. Can't pick your brains, John. Well, like you're telling me about the detailing guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, here's, 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 here's the cost for an hour of me. Oh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm th- are you thinking back now to all the times you said yes to, oh, can I just pick your brains? I, I reckon I lost, in my first five years of business, I've been in business roughly 11 years now. In my first five years in business, 80% of my time was spent helping people who, if the situation had been turned, they wouldn't have helped me. And that's my numbers probably some, far off that. And I'd say some of those people deserved my help, and I've got no regrets about it whatsoever. Like, there's people I've met who needed a hand, and it was the right thing to do. And even now, we've said if there's a cause that we think's worth supporting, we'll do that work for free if we both truly believe in it, rather than trying to come up with some sort of deal or whatever. But there's plenty of people out there who I helped set up their record label or set up their new website who, when it comes down to it, if I rang them now and said, bloody hell, I could do with your help, they wouldn't even return the call. My dad dedicated his life to to his church. Um, and he got lots out of it in terms of his own, his own mental well-being. And it allowed him to switch off. But when he got ill, I could count the things on one hand, how many of the churchgoers helped him. Yeah. That's, that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's hard knowing to pick your battles, knowing who to help, who not to help. But one thing's for Chew. If your mindset is important, and it is, you can't help everyone. Mm. That's so, And especially when you get, you get your marketing right, you'll be more visible. So you'll get everyone knocking at your door. And either you need a gatekeeper in place or you need to make some tough, tough decisions. Yeah, and yeah. if that is a mindset shift for you, what can you do to make that mindset shift possible? But whatever you do, it is an ongoing thing. It's not a case of reading a book, flicking a switch, and, oh, done now. I've shifted my mindset. It's, it's like a daily practice. Yeah. You can't help everyone. It, that's a hard, and I'm still, I still struggle with that now. And that's about your internal monologue. It's about just because you can't help those people doesn't mean you're a bad person. 
But I think a lot of pe- a lot of children probably brought up, you know, whether it's church or school, it's just decent, hardworking parents being told, you know, you've got to help everyone, you've got to be nice to everyone, and and of course, yeah. But there are some people you just you can't dedicate that time to, and not just because you won't get it back, because there are other people who need your help more. Mutual respect. Yeah. If if the person you're offering help to wouldn't do the same in return, you got to question it. If the person you're offering help to is making you feel bad, you've got to question it. If these things aren't mutual, if there's not a mutual benefit, and, and the benefit might be something as simple as it makes you feel good to do it, but if that's not there, you've, you've got to question it. If it's detrimental to you and your business, your marketing, your team, your family, then you need to have a chat with yourself and, and have a look at it. Maybe that's why so many people struggle when it comes to shifting their mindset because inherently maybe it feels selfish and we're conditioned from birth to say that being selfish is, is generally speaking, a bad thing. Mm. We're self-care. There's not much more important because, like you say, you don't look after yourself. Can't look you can't after help anyone. the people that deserve your help. Yeah, bloody hell. Deep. Well, we need to do a funny one next time. <laughs>